Hey, welcome to After the Show, the new BSM music podcast that's not what you think it's about. We aim to dive into our guests' interests in and outside of their musical projects. In the first episode, I talked to Rob Flynn from The Winter Passing. I caught up with him when he was on tour with The Wonder Years in Germany. It was a very nice show, I have to tell you. He's recently opened up a barbershop called Faction in Dublin, and I wanted to gauge how he balances life inside the barbershop with being in a band. Cue the chat. Using the same space, aren't you, as you were before? Yeah. The hairdressing, the barbershop, sorry. The, the barbershop. And it's... I feel like I've met the, the other chap. Aaron. I think I've met um, him, because I came to the, because I came to the shop. When he wasn't up. there on the Sunday. That was just one of the upstairs dudes working. Oh, right. The record okay. store on the Sunday, okay. yeah. How do you know him? Um, met him just through living in Dublin. Met him on the street one day, and he was like, oh, man, I follow you on Instagram, Wolfgang Barber. <laughs> Your work's really good, and I was like, "Oh, I like yours too." Yeah, and uh, then ended up working in the same shop. Oh, right. While there. So, did he come from like a? Is he from like a rival? No, he worked for the company that we worked for. Yeah. Um, and me and him just hit it off. Like me and Aaron's become like literally one of my best friends. Yeah. Like he's as close as everyone in the band, and yeah. you know, I have like so many friends, but uh-huh. only certain people get really close. Yeah. Like almost like family. Yeah, kind of like yeah. Because it seemed like a really. Um... I would have never done a barbershop with anybody else other than myself. But right. like when Aaron came into the equation, I was like, I'd, I'd do it with him. Yeah, yeah. I know that it'd be a good thing to do. He'd be like the only type of person that I would trust yeah. or wanted to, to like half a business with. And I think that I'm the mm. same for him as well. Yeah. I'm like he thought the same thing. So, so yeah. Because when we when we last spoke, you said, "Oh, I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to set it up." Was he already in your mind at that point? Yeah, or, yeah. Okay. It was about two and a half, three years ago or something. Whenever we set, first started working together, we were like, "Oh man, we should do a shop together." And I'd yeah. be like, oh, "I'd be so sick." And yeah. I was like, "It would." And then like. Life I was kind of in a position. I was in a position at one stage where you know I worked in the basement and things were getting insinuated towards me specifically uh-huh. in the beginning. But I always said it. I was like, "Yo, it's it's gonna be me and Aaron anyway." Like you know, so if 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 you're offering me a deal, the deal's there for me and Aaron or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Because did the the old shop kind of sort of stopped for the new shop to begin? It came to the end of their lease. Right, okay. That and makes sense. the owner of the building knew me. Yeah. Yeah, it came to the end of their lease and it was kind of insinuated like uh, to myself quite a lot throughout mm. the last year. And I was like, well, look, if there's an offer there, I'll take an offer. Mm. And we won't talk anymore unless you're ready to talk yeah. business. But regardless, I'm getting out of here. Mm-hmm. Next year, I will have my own barbershop. Regardless it doesn't. It doesn't matter else. if it's in this premises. It's going to be somewhere close by, regardless. Yeah. And me and Aaron are going and doing it, and <clears throat> it was just a good move for everybody involved. Yeah. Including the premises. Do you remember the like the first time that you thought about cutting hair or had the idea of something that you wanted to pursue? Yeah. As a as a. As it a came from music. Yeah. Because obviously, like, like music is my foremost main passion in life. It's like mm-hmm. what really like releases the positive endorphins in the body. Absolutely. But I remember Dead Swans played over in Ireland, and oh, blast yeah, from the past. Blast from the past. <laughs> and they went home, mm-hmm. and somebody told me that the singer or one of the members of Dead Swans had his own hairstyle on yeah. in London. 
and I was intrigued by it because I was like in college in university studying with the intention of like I'm going on tour I'm yeah. bringing, going on tour with a band bringing a band on tour and all and uh, it was like more the idea of that being his job and that he was the dude and put hair in between going on tour it really really intrigued me and then just got intrigued by Barber in itself like yeah. the art of cutting hair mm-hmm. like cool hipster videos on the internet it was quite a keeling thing at the time I would say and uh, so just was rolled this? with it this is around this is between 2010 and 2012 and I actually started cutting hair in 2012 right almost a decade so I, like, like even college friends that I had and close friends that I went to university with they were like sure fucking Rob was saying from first year of uni that he's going he's going to be a barber he's going to cut hair and all and I eventually just started cutting hair yeah it took me did you go down a a more like traditional route as in like going to a, a barber and like learning the craft or did you just the like I took so much inspo from the idea of being a barber from music anyway right, okay. like so for me I have to say that like you know yeah I like took introduction courses I got ones and twos off of the internet mm-hmm. different barbers but like I self taught myself and yeah. I think many many hairdressers and barbers these days mm. um, that kind of came up in this wave of barbers in the last five to ten years were all self taught mm. unless like they came from a, a, a hairdresser background like mm. where they studied hairdressing yeah. at school first but, um, but I was self taught yeah. yeah now I can't say that like I didn't take mad influence from like everybody around me but like I nobody showed me how yeah. to cut hair I guess it's kind of exactly the same as music it's, it's like yeah. trial and error I mean that's it. why that's why for me like I chose barbering as a profession of like because the real reason was that I could like earn funds and go on tour and I wouldn't have like if you know if I lost the job in one place mm. I'd fuck off on tour for a month come yeah. back and like one. there'd be another shop yeah. you can go here anywhere that's like it was so great the idea of having a trade yeah. to use and then in the course of it all just became successful man yeah. like you realise that like people actually rely on you to like cut their hair yeah. and things um, and now you've got it a name for yourself it's almost it almost sort of comes together with the music because it, it's a trade that's flexible and you've networked with people to the point where you're here in Germany yeah on tour with the Wonder Years because sure on the first day hair. yeah I know on the first day the Wonder Years said did you, Rob did you bring like your clippers I was like I couldn't because I had no check in I was fucking raging that I couldn't bring it out and then like the guys in free throw were like oh we've heard we've heard some big things about Rob playing it all I was like who the fuck is saying that they're like oh Boston Manor said yeah. that you were like a legend or whatever I was like Jesus I'm blushing yeah the king of so. Dublin right <laughs> I'm not even from Dublin <laughs> it's now your city I it's that's what my English friends say, yeah. anyway. <laughs> Do you feel like there's a lot of um, a, a lot of similarities with being a musician and being a a barber in the fact that you've got to like you start from the beginning with, with nothing and you kind yeah. of like there's a lot of team spirit and values and creative work ethic. Yeah, so many um, similarities. But I think, like, the one thing is, is just, it, it all depends on what type of level of a barber that you want to be, you know? Yeah. Like, some people just, like, use it, like, like learn a particular skill set to use in a barber shop to get their wage, 
whatever some people want to like really they want to make a name of yeah. they want to be known as the barber or whatever you know these and like barbers yeah and stuff for like sure that, yeah. like and like i've had like you know 40 50 year old bosses that i used to have who would label me an instagram barber and i'm okay. like well i don't know about that like as in yes i have an instagram page mm. but i don't have like fucking 20,000 fake followers like yeah, all yeah. these fucking wannabe barbers yeah. on the internet who mm-hmm. think that they're fucking celebrities or something like you've got real followers who know like you, they're right? literally they're all just people who know of the name because yeah. you know like let's say the Instagram thing is always funny my sister always like points it out well and, like because you know Wolfgang has mm-hmm. whatever amount of followers and then my personal account that like all of my music friends follow mm-hmm. me on like yeah. they know nothing about like Wolfgang or whatever you know Um and she's she always like makes funny jokes. She's like, "Oh, less of that Wolfgang Barber shit, Rob. I want to see Rob Flynn X or whatever." And I'm like, "That's hilarious or yeah. whatever." Like, but do you, um, um, yeah. Do you feel like your attitude towards uh, being a professional barber is the same as being a a professional musician, or do you feel like they differ? So? They differ, yeah. but like it's it's a mindset, it's a way of life. I suppose like I wouldn't be the type of person I am or barber that I am today if I wasn't like if I didn't like stem from like the the seed of punk rock music mm-hmm. for all of like the years of my adult life or whatever you know. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're different in their own ways. It like it it brings different clientele. It brings every walk of life or whatever. Yeah. But like usually, I don't know. Like all of my barber friends. Obviously, we have our own barbershop now. Mm-hmm. I've hired, Plug. like... Yeah, I mean, I suppose, yeah. Woo! <laughs> but, uh, it's great to have our own shop, but, like, literally hired Joe, who yeah. works in the shop now, a uh, good friend of mine, but he comes from, like, you know, the, the Dublin music scene. Mm-hmm. That was something that I always wanted to do because mm-hmm. it's usually, like, some fucking chap who loves Drake and is, like, so... <laughs> Stereotypical. Uh, we've we've all seen the Instagram account. You're yeah, playing, you're playing a lot of different music in the shop. For sure. Like yeah. I mean, like, I'm I'm into everything, so to speak. But like, there's a generic kind of style of like young man who tends to. He's go, oh, I love like tattoos, man. I'm mad into my style and fashion. I'm gonna be a barber, and I'm like. <laughs> I mean, are you are you, you know, really getting your hair cut unless it's by someone who's got tattoos on their hands and their neck? I I beg to differ on that. Like, <laughs> Tattoos is just, like, an interest that I have or whatever. Honestly, I'm actually, like, you know, you would think that, like, a bunch of, like, heavily tattooed, cool dudes, scared dudes come in, and they do come in. Like, I do cut all of, like, cool, all fucking... The Irish hip-hop, like, some of the biggest names in Irish hip-hop come to it because they're like, oh, Rob gets the style, and he knows he'll crack ding me haircut out or whatever and stuff like that. But I literally have 65-year-old old-age pensioners Mm. who like you know like met me four or five years ago and I worked in a more traditional shop in Dublin and like still I can I can I can turn on a show for whoever my client is or whatever you know so like just like performing obviously I do like a slide and catch with some rapper dude who comes in to get his haircut but if a senior citizen comes in I'm greeting him with a handshake there's no rap music going on in the shop and we're having a conversation or whatever you know you have to cater to your audience kind of the same as music yeah because we've had to do this on this tour, obviously, like, we're playing to the Wonder Years audience every night. Mm-hmm. They don't know us at all. So, like, it's me, like, trying to pull energy out of them. And you can tell that, like, each each set and every night is, like, a different thing. So you have to, like, work out, like, the environment yeah. and try and win them over. Yeah. Just and like obviously we've been winning them over. Obviously, every single I wouldn't night. Of course. To be winning. Do you, um, very much like how uh, music 
grows and stems in different scenes and different cities, do you feel that Dublin has created your um, your style and how you approach being a barber? I think that like the Dublin barber scene specifically is one of the most influential hubs in the whole world for barbering right. at the moment, okay. inside the industry anyway. Yeah. The amount of like Americans that are like, you know, a general tourist will come over to Dublin and be like, there's so many barber shops, everybody has a nice haircut. But then there's like so many barbers who come yeah. to visit us or like right. reach out to us or like, you know, get in contact on the internet with us and they're like, the barbers in Dublin are like next level. Like and well like yeah, like but like it sometimes they're like I couldn't get my clients to do like a straight fringe haircut and stuff. I was like it it, it all depends on how you're approaching yeah. your clients in your chair. Like as in we're trying to stay ahead of the times in Dublin, like do really quirky, individual looking haircuts, you know, mm-hmm. like you know our shop faction is gender neutral as well, so yeah. Every haircut is a bit different. It yeah. like Everything like is catered to the individual. Yeah, and it's important to have a welcoming environment, just as it's important to be welcoming when you're yeah. when you're on stage. Like if somebody comes in and they say, "Oh, I want a ball haircut," that yeah. they probably went into a local barber shop to ask for, and they were like, "Oh, I can't do that. It's not right," or whatever. As in, like you know, we'll we'll create an idea based off the idea of a ball and yeah. give like a like a, a really cool looking ball haircut yeah. or whatever opposed to it you know and like welcome and embrace whatever yeah. the hell it is if you want like literally a zero all over mm-hmm. we'll see what the situation is yeah. with a zero all over but like whatever you want is whatever well, you're going to get when you've got a zero all over you can't put hair back on I yeah. guess so. I think I'm going to take like a fucking four blade over the top of your head soon <laughs> really I don't know maybe it's just being out here in Europe or something it just makes me want to do it yeah do you want to be just want to be completely bold not, just shave my head I don't give a bollocks like I yeah. just don't care like, <laughs> hair grows yeah. back at the end of the exactly, day exactly so like yeah. you just give it a go and see how, it, yeah, see how yeah. it looks who gives a shit like yeah yeah I mean I wear a hat like almost every day anyway so that yeah. is true um, how do you how do you straddle between the two the two jobs because it's quite uh, like we said before it's it's very like come and go as when you're off yeah. you can you can, you can you can get back into the routine. Yeah, I mean, I live in Dublin as well, man. Yeah, it's so it's... fucking expensive. Like, it's oh, yeah. one of the most expensive cities. I think it's actually more expensive in Dublin currently than it is in London at the moment. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fucking rough. I mean, everything seems to be getting more and more expensive. I suppose it's literally, it's, uh, it's always just been tunnel vision um, and, like, passion. Yeah. And, like, I can't run away, like... I just feel like I've unfinished business Absolutely. at the moment yeah. with music yeah. that like you know I know what the business is that I need to get done but only I know what it is you know yeah. so that like fuels and motivates me yeah. I mean I wouldn't do this if I I have no need to come on tour mm-hmm. really I mean it's great form but mm-hmm. I have no need to mm-hmm. I do this because I want to yeah. and that's the very same as everybody else in the band you know well ever since I've known you there's been a strong desire to do what you do with 100% passion whether it be the band stuff like playing wherever you can yeah. to get the time off to do it or just ideas for the band in general yeah, yeah as in I've always kind of thought that like musically like you know a lot of people say oh Winter Pass an emo band from Ireland or whatever but it's not exactly straight up emo music like it, we sound like of who you are exactly as in there's so many different elements to what we do and I suppose it's the same in every avenue but like um, what was the question? <laughs> it wasn't a question we were just generally chit-chatting oh, I right. was saying before the plane came over that you uh, 
sort of tackle the band and the barbershop with the same passion that I met. Yeah. I think the first time we met was in probably in Kingston. <clears throat> and I obviously the stages have got bigger and the fact that you're now owning your own store is a bigger extension of you being a barber. But my point being is that you have seemed to the drive and the tunnel vision that you were talking about has just continued to be the best in whatever field you're doing, be it on tour at one point or cutting hair at one point. Like the the fact that you opened a store and sold out, well, not sold out, but like every slot was gone. Yeah, yeah, for like yeah. For two yeah. weeks straight. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that you're on, you're in Germany now, and and I think I saw on Instagram there was like one slot became available. It's like a testament to the fact that you've created a brand and a legacy that you can go away on tour and still be able. Yeah, I mean now it's a thing where like you know I had to leave jobs before, yeah. but and then like you know like my clients will go, go back to the old shop and be like oh where's Robin all the chap that's in the band yeah. and, the and they don't give a they don't give a bollocks about yeah. being the band or anything yeah. it's just that's how they relate to me they're oh he's, he's the, off chap, the chap in the band or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly like yeah. yeah yeah and it's it's just it's it's actually wonderful because like obviously I was blown we were both me and Aaron were both blown away by the support at the mm. beginning of the year it was like you know uh, too successful if that's like a thing or whatever like yeah. we were just like I, I just can't believe like how well people recepted it like because we thought like that like a lot of people would be talking shit about us but like step and toes, well maybe. they were they were loads of people like particular people were talking shit but I suppose that's another testament to your success is when yeah. you have haters as well of course so um, like we were just blown away by like the support all around um, and even now I'm away on the tour and stuff and I have like like fucking clients messaging me like oh I'm jumping in with Gar and Joe and Aaron yeah. shop and stuff like that and like they're sending me pictures of like you know my empty chair in the barber oh, shop and I'm like that shit warms my heart yeah, like yeah, as yeah. in now I'm like you know obviously I'm in full band mode now I'm like yeah. so so inspired at life from being on this tour right now but I'm like continuing the thought press process into okay the barbershop let's go oh, I yeah. have so much things to go yeah. and do now when I get back you're saying that like you're saying that you're in full band mode now but do you find yourself like reflecting on things that you've seen or or like ideas pop into your head when you're away that you send back to the, to the yeah, other yeah yeah I mean it's it's like you know I think of all the best band ideas while it's halfway through a haircut and I think of like the best <laughs> barber related things while I'm sitting around doing fuck all in yeah, the van yeah. on a massive driver or whatever um, so you, you have exactly you got to take yourself out of like the work environment to find new grounds for it yeah. and then put yourself back into it yeah. and vice versa I'm just lucky that like you know one inspires the other and Absolutely. the other or whatever Absolutely. yeah yeah. what would you um, I guess this is a, a good final question for you what, what is the future looking like for, for the barbershop and the, by extension yourself and in the van just to keep the feet on the ground with the barbershop anyway like there's many different extensions coming like mm. the shop's only actually been open for like three weeks now I know it feels it and feels I like fucked off a long time. I fucked off on tour after two and a half weeks which is <laughs> hilarious because I wasn't meant to go yeah. that soon but anyway like it's and it's going very well and like I know I'm going to be busy with my people when I go back but like there'll be many different extensions yeah. of the barbershop one being like education we're going to start oh, wow. teaching whoever the fuck wants education off us they can get education That's there's a lot of dates already lined up for that merchandise and a product range for yeah. the barber shop. Giving back to the a lot of charity events yeah. actually, and literally like the day that I come back from tour, 
one of the barbers, he had a, a close friend of his family's passed away from leukemia last year and his family are now raising money to build a room in a hospice or whatever. So like we're like literally straight back on Saturday and then the Sunday, the first Sunday off or whatever, we're going in cutting hair all day long, yeah. just donation based. Yeah, amazing. 25 euro minimum for a haircut, but mm-hmm. every single thing goes to the charity or yeah. whatever. Because, you know... We've been busy, successful city t- city centre barbers for like a number of years, me and Aaron. And like, you know, I know what it's worth is. Yeah. Um, and I know that like things need to be done on the opposite. So mm. like we have a whole bunch of like particular days, different style of events and things coming up where we want to like put money into the charities that we specifically want to put money into. Yeah. Opposed to whatever the ones that people breathe down your neck or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah loads of different extensions and stuff like that and obviously like winter passing in 2019 is a much much different new band in fact almost to what it was maybe five years ago yeah. it's grown and developed just like in so many ways itself. yeah so many ways organically I feel like it's the best it's ever been yeah. right now yeah. like as in hopefully we don't fuck it tonight but I reckon <laughs> we're going to be real good tonight yeah I'm excited to see um, it. and we have like you know it's like we have Kev who joined like almost three years ago now and he like literally like changed like the dynamic sonically in the band massively yeah. and like and we didn't even know Kev like mm. you know I was the only one who was like acquainted with Kev but like we weren't like we weren't friends I'd say yeah acquaintances now we're family like you know Absolutely. and like the same with Marty Marty's coming in now he's like literally one, Limerick's one of like the most talented people ever obviously with Anna's anchor and stuff but like is literally just one of the most amazing humans I've ever come across in my life like yeah. he like everybody in the band like inspires me massively like to the extent where you know I've been for years obviously you've booked those shows before and I'm the one that you usually speak to about mm-hmm. all those types of things throughout the years I took a back seat like for like the last three months because I was just so I was just, like literally business shit like yeah, taking out loans and fucking spending tons of Real cash on things. all this crazy stuff and I was like oh my god I'm shitting my arse here <laughs> um, and they took over and yeah. like everything's fine we're like we run the band like a collective now it's amazing yeah. and like you know there's gonna be music sick yeah. music in the future so yeah it's all good I think that's a great place to end it I thanks, think so. That was good. Thanks for being on the, on the podcast. Thanks for letting me be the pilot. Yeah, <laughs> episode one. Captain Rob Flynn signing off. Enjoy the next 10 years of BSM podcasts. <laughs> Up to Paris. Up to Paris. And that concludes my chat with Rob Flynn, one half of Faction Barbershop and one of the members of The Winter Passing. After this show was hosted by me, Connor Laws, was edited by my good friend and life coach, Oscar Lilliard. If you liked the sonic output that we've been working on here, please like it, share it, love it, send it to your friends and family, pin it to your MySpace page, and, uh, you know, just uh, keep listening, because there'll probably be some more episodes soon. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.